Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, the trip went on a trip, and we're discussing anxiety triggers during travel. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. The Trip, episode 11, for the week of April, whatever today is, 2015. The Trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what, so confused. Whatever right now. the day is, it's <laughs> what is Earth today? Day. Is it actually? It's my niece Chrissy's birthday. Happy birthday, Chrissy! She doesn't know what we're doing in this world. She's in a different world. I don't think I know either. I don't think you do. I don't know what today is. We're a little bit off. Twenty second, April twenty second. Oh, it is Earth Day then, isn't it? Well, that's why I said that. Okay. Would I lie? I I wasn't sure. <laughs> now that we've got that straight, we're a little bit off today because we skipped last week. And we're suffering from what seemed to be the bubonic plague. Uh, we're all over it now. Yes. And trying to move forward. On the road to recovery. Yes. So anyway, as we mentioned before, or did not mention before, but welcome to the trip, a little show about something we all love called Vacation. And I'm Jenny Lynn. And I'm Teresa. And back in the nook. We've got the assistant <laughs> producer. Is that what he's called now? I don't What think, is your title? Uh, assistant producer. We're going to call him that know. today because he's, he's he, producing for Contributor, us. maybe? I don't contributor. know. Contributor. He's the man in pink. He's the cute the little chubby pink. rhino <laughs> behind the cabin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, we've got some exciting things to talk about. We're going to be discussing anxiety triggers, and we'll be giving you a dining review from a trip that Teresa and I took a couple weeks ago to Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It- so it'll be good to talk about it. We've got lots to cover, so let's get on with it. We um, have a few things we wanted to address first. One was someone called us out on YouTube, and they told us that uh, Red Lobster is no longer a Darden restaurant. So I thought we should go back and correct that. Sorry, everyone, for telling you that Red called Lobster... Called us out. Gosh, that sounds like it was something <laughs> We apparently big. are not... Switchblades. <laughs> we are not up on our current events. Uh, Red Lobster has been sold. Darden no longer uh, owns it. Yard House is in that family. Cool. Changes my world. Okay, what's <laughs> <Yeah>. next? <laughs> um, we also got some email, which was kind of exciting. Some or one? Two. People oh. are people are writing to us. What are they saying? Okay, well, the first one Don't is... Don't say it if it's bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad, but there are things that we probably should talk about. Okay. The first one was from Marilyn, and uh, she wanted to know if we had been able to secure our places in the 5K at the Animal Kingdom like we were planning. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I was there at my desk with all the pertinent information ready to sign. I mean, I could not get through. And it was like right at the 12 o'clock time. So, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And is she from Maryland? Or is na- her name, her is, name Maryland. is Marilyn. From Maryland. We have Marilyn. Um, Marilyn from somewhere unbeknownst <laughs> to us. Um, but, no, we are not. No. I, 
we so didn't make it in. We no. didn't make the cut. I was in Disneyland and was not able to get right on the computer at the time that registration opened. I was there and she I was, was shocked. It just it filled up so quickly and there was no way it even and it wasn't just me not getting in. A lot of people were there right on the spot and it didn't happen. So yeah, we were. So um, I need to camp we were out excluded. next time, I guess, at my desk and yeah, we were excluded. So we will not be in that 5K as originally planned. I guess we'll be having to come up with Plan B. I think we need to plan a virtual walk. What does that all, mean? Where we're all, we pick a day and we're all walking in our own little space where we can at home, but we're walking together. I like that, that idea. Cool? We should, we, we should, should organize that. this. Yeah. Okay. Good thought. Good thought. We'll come back to that. All okay. right. The next one was from Steve O'Toole, who had, I thought was a pretty good question. I thought we should read it in case there were other people out there with the same question. He said, I have to say that I've just been watching the last episode of The Trip on YouTube, and I have a few questions for yourself and Teresa. I found the podcast on social media very interesting. I have to say I struggle a great deal on any social media sites. Um, He says he has an issue. And that is, uh, in the past few weeks, he's been tempted to friend request us because he finds our podcast uh, very interesting. Um, He says his dilemma is due to it seeming a little bit weird for a man to request a friend on Facebook because we had been talking about, you know, there's guidelines and sort of an etiquette. So he was a little bit confused about whether it was okay to friend request us. Okay. I don't think it's odd, do you? Unless he's going to shoot us some odd pictures or something, <laughs> you know? No, I actually think that it's fine, and I thought that's why we should right. maybe address it. If there's anybody adults. out there that wants to friend request, Therese and I, we are both on Facebook, and we're very nice people. We're on board with it. We, Just, we accept friend requests. Just make sure that you're nice to us. We're all adults. Yeah. You know, it would be, be kind of weird if he was asking to friend my 13-year-old. No, I would be freaking out. Yeah, that's about not that. okay. That's different. But. Yeah. But I'll go for it. We're good, yeah, and very friendly. So, Steve, we're waiting. That's right. Hit us up on Facebook. You have ten minutes to request my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was all of kind of like the housekeeping that we needed to cover. But you know what? I have an issue. Yeah, you do. What is it? I'm waiting for the cue music, Rhino. We don't have that today. Oh, oh so yeah. You have to Sorry. It. Go ahead. <laughs> Does it go like the theme song? I forget. <laughs> Wait, so now I have to... She's got an issue. An issue. That was, she always does. <laughs> I do. That was lovely, guys. Wait, are we going to not have one for Trip Talk too? Okay, so then I'll be prepared next time. <laughs> and rather than have this big build-up to come to nothing. Okay. We sang. Okay, It was good. It was good. Okay, so the issue is... Tell us. My dear grandfather, who I love so very much, he's my favorite, is turning 95, Grandpa Ernie. Oh, wow. And um, Grandpa, Grandpa, Ernie. Grandpa Ernie is turning 95. And something that he would like to do for his birthday is to take our family on a cruise, my extended family. So my aunts, my uncles, my parents, wow. my cousins, That's nice. my cousins' children, my children. Yeah, it, it'll be quite a group, you know, 20 plus people. Depending on how many want to go, could be up to thirty, I think. And um, that sounds like a really lovely thing, right? It does. But my family's a little bit complicated and dramatic, and we're having trouble um, even just getting out of the gate. So they've appointed me, sort of, as the organizer of this. 
originally Uncle Rodney was, but then it got handed over to me. And already we're having drama. We can't decide on a um, an itinerary for this cruise. We can't decide on a cruise line. Um, we can't even actually even decide on whether it's a cruise because that was recently thrown into the the works. You know, maybe we shouldn't go on a cruise at all. Maybe we should do something else. Just go to Grandpa's house and with cake. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. So anyway, I've been really frustrated by this because I'm supposed to be putting this thing in motion and I can't get everyone to come together and agree and give me their information, you know, especially for going on a cruise because you have to know things like ages, addresses, full names, who's going to be in whose room and all that kind of stuff. And it's I'm finding this situation really, really frustrating. And then they're kind of like getting irritated with me. Already, my step grandmother, Grandma Joe, she's uh, she can be a little condescending Grandma at times, jo. yeah. And so when we're talking about the cruise and the options, and she's like, "Well, you need to remember this and this and this and this because after all, it is your grandfather's birthday." Yes, Grandma Joe, I understand that, and I'm trying to be trying to get this thing moving. I, it's an issue. I imagine it is, but here's the dealio. Okay. First, I think you need to help, and you need help with a travel agent. Okay. I'm not saying this just to plug dreams <laughs> or myself, but they do help you corral everything and get everything in order. I think um, you need to find a date where it agrees on everybody, and then you would everybody agrees on, and then I think you need then you would decide if it's going to be a cruise or a stay at Walt Disney World or a stay at a condo at a beach or wherever your family wants to stay. I think a cruise is a great idea because it's yeah. going to get everybody away from their everyday life and it's going to force you all to be together as a family in yeah. a contained space because you can't get off the boat you can't get off the boat <laughs> and i think that that helps i have a lot of clients who um they do this as family you know six seven eight staterooms together and you don't all have to be lined up on the same side of the ship you can be all over the ship because you'll meet together for dinner or see each other as you come and go throughout the ship and throughout the trip um I don't know. I would go with what Grandpa wants to do if he decided he wants to do a cruise. Yeah, we're having a little bit of an issue with that as well because I'm being told by Uncle Rodney, uh, Grandpa doesn't want to go to the Bahamas, and then Grandma Joe tells me that Grandpa does want to go go to the Bahamas. I don't. I, Grandpa just needs to tell me. I guess I just need. Have to you talk talked to, to Grandpa? Grandpa? Not directly. Okay, we'll skip. It's a little these. bit hard to talk to him on the phone because he's 95, and it's it's the hearing issue is a little. Is bit he difficult. here local? Is he in Florida? Boca. So, no. I mean, like, I can't just, okay. like, drive to his house. can't just drive over there and see him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would bypass Grandma Joe and try to go straight to Grandpa <laughs> because Grandpa it's his Ernie. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Find out what Ernie wants. All right. And then, and if he wants everybody to go, then just start, you know, preliminary, give, you know, write down a list of the people. And they're, like you said, you got to have names. Ages are for an exact quote. Mm-hmm. You need ages, especially if the children. Um Find a date, you know, and a time frame. How long do you want this to be? Do you want it to be a, a three-day event, or do you want it to be a seven-day blowout, you know? Yep, I'm going to have to get to that. It's it's kind of stressful, but you've been really good about this. Um, these are some really good pieces of advice. Thanks, Tess. <laughs> okay. Maybe you can help us with the rest of them, because we're about to get into Trip Top, where we're going to be talking about 10 travel triggers that trip you up. Did you write that? Did I? I did. Okay, I trip talk. It. We need some music. <laughs> it's a trip <laughs> talk. 
Chippy, so chippy, great. chippy talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, wow. All right. So, number we're, 10. I was, I was inventing lyrics. We're taking a trip and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my. It's trip talk. We should record okay. these. <laughs> Every week it should be a new theme song. <laughs> Get on that, that right one now. never comes back. <laughs> it's a trip. It's a trip on the trip tall. It's a lot of country twang. I don't know really? where what it came the... from. I watched a Goofy movie recently, and it makes me think of the Out on the Open Road song that Goofy's singing to Max. So that's all I was like. I want the trip to be like, out on the open road. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. What? <laughs> You're done. I was enjoying I that. I think this is stressing me out. I just started okay. taking sweating. a trip with Max. Oh, His Max. Son. Max. Oh, oh yeah. Max on the Goofy movie. Oh, I love that. They go like fishing and they're like cart. Oh, that's a good one. It yeah. is a good one. It was the 20th anniversary, if you want to feel real old. It was the 20th anniversary last week. Oh, I believe it. Because Max, my Max, and I used to watch that on VHS when he was like a little kid. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And he would dress up like Max. And oh. That's actually was, really, really cute. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys are going to make me cry. Okay, 20 okay. years. Oh, my God. Right, back okay, on okay. track. Back on track. Okay. Back on track. Back on track. Okay. Or we'll never get to this episode. Number 10. What to pack. That's something that always stresses me out. Do you, I have a problem where I seem to either overpack or I underpack. When have you ever underpacked that I've ever been with you? <laughs> do you remember when we went to Canada and I didn't have clothes that were warm enough? Oh, and I was freezing that. the whole time. Those I were couldn't... good times. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was cold the entire trip. Yeah. I underpacked for that one. And then to compensate for that, when we went on the following trip, which was, I don't remember what the next one was. Was it Indy? Indy? Mm-hmm. I think I overpacked. That was a quick one. And you overpacked? I overpacked. It was just a very yeah. short it's trip, hard. and I it's, packed. It's hard to know so much stuff. It's not really hard to know. I guess it just takes. I, sometimes I think I over overthink my packing, because you want at least one outfit for for every function or one outfit for every day. Sometimes two. I mean, you know, you try to. Okay, so I can wear a pair of jeans twice, but you can't wear the same shirt twice. Is there going to be a place to do laundry if it's a long trip? This last trip we went on, I packed so light. She did, folks. But I'm going to go lighter on the next one. Oh, we and we need to kind of talk about that. A lot of the things we'll be talking about today. We went on a trip to Richmond here recently. It was last, a two-night, three-day. Yeah, we had a great time mm-hmm. to visit at Richmond. Uh, specifically, Shaco Bottom was the, a lot of where this all focused. Right? We had several of the events there. and But Richmond itself and the whole... It was a Dismeet mm-hmm. to raise money for Give Kids the World. And we decided we were going to kind of pay attention to our preparation and the whole trip because we don't really think about it. We just do it. Right. But there were several points during this trip that I was stressed out on that I normally wouldn't be, but I never thought about these things happening Mm -hmm. that would stress me out. (laughs) Well, packing wasn't one of them. You packed really lightly. I packed very light. She didn't even have to check in a bag. And I took a tiny little bag. I'd sent my normal um, bag that I always roll on the regular normal size you see everybody with i'd sent that off to europe with max so what two days before the trip i realized i didn't have a carry-on bag so i you know rushed off to the store and had to go purchase a new one. Oh, that was so horrible but um i did and i purchased a small one which was very little it was like half the size it, i mean my laptop just fit flat in it that's how big you know the actual suitcase was around 
But um, I just took, wore a pair of pants, took one other, of course, lots of panties and bras, all those things you need lots of, and one other pair of jeans and one other pair of shoes. And and some extra shirts, but no extra. I had no extra. So talk me through this a little bit, because this is something that I get stressed out about every time. Regardless, it doesn't, it doesn't, every time we go on a trip. I took a jacket and I didn't use it. I am still stressed about, am I packing too much? Am I packing too little? Do I have room for souvenirs? I'm a list maker. Do you make a list? No. So you make a list. I'm kind of anal. I start out with. Here's the days of the week that I'm going to be gone, starting with the day I'm traveling. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the four days were involved on this last trip. Or no, Monday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday were the only three days involved on this trip. And I write down what I'm going to wear, and then I write down um, like a, a shirt for each day. If there's going to be more than one function in the day, I try to bring an extra shirt just in case. Because something could happen. You know, somebody could... Run towards me and trip and throw chocolate sauce all over me. I don't know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, right? So you got to be prepared for that. So I had one extra shirt, and then um, I threw in my extra shoes, which on this next trip I'm not taking an extra pair of shoes. I've decided I'm going okay. one because it's a, it's just a weekend. Okay, you know. So this list making, you basically stick with clothes. Do you anything else? I mean, well, I mean things for work that I need. Uh-huh. You know, I knew I need to bring my laptop. Um, I did not bring my big iPad because I took the mini for the plane, but then I never even pulled it out and used it. Yeah. I thought I was going to, but I didn't because it was such a short flight. So that you got to think of how long your flight is. And if you have delays, you might need more things to entertain yourself or, oh, heaven forbid, talk to someone else, you know, while you're in the airport, which I like to do anyway. I like to people watch, but I always take a book or buy a book for the trip. Um, I don't know. I just pack light and I never take full size bath products with me. Do you? I think no, it seems like I you, usually use whatever's in the hotel room because I. Yeah, but you still bring you you not to. I'm not going to criticize anything because we shared a room. <laughs> but you have a lot of product that you take with you. I do. Well, I have my makeup and then I have my hair stuff. I do bring a full can of hairspray. That's not a travel size. So yeah. And I've got my gels and if I'm going to have my hair be curly, I have to have my kinky curl gel. And if I'm going to have it be straight, I have to get my straightener. Okay, you just need to decide. Am I going to be? I can't say that. (laughs) It's not a decision, Teresa. (laughs) Is your hair going to be straight or is it going to be kinky for the weekend? Some of us just grew up with curly hair, Teresa. (laughs) You're wanting to know if I'm going to be straight or kinky. Is that what you're asking? Um, I don't know. I try to, and I always, all my products go into smaller containers, especially if I'm not checking a bag because I don't, I don't want to hassle with it. Yeah. Well, all right. So you're saying checklist, checklist helps. With the anxiety issue in that one. It does. Checklist and then for sure. also minimizing what you have. And so have like your little products and things, getting them travel And have size. them all ready to go. Okay. You know, have it a separate set. So you don't have to be digging through your vanity and all of your tchotchkes yeah, see, to find your stuff. that's what I always do. I have to always dig through everything. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Just okay. Just always keep it ready to go. All right. Number nine, traveling alone versus traveling with others. Both have different types of anxiety triggers to them. Um Traveling alone is actually the more stressful way to travel for me. I get serious anxiety when I'm alone because I'm afraid I'm going to get lost or I'm not going to know what to do and then there will be no one to help me. Um, I just get so like overwhelmed by the idea of somehow being stranded or in trouble and not having oh, anyone heart. around to bless help me. Bless your heart. That's so... 
It's sad. It's sad and pathetic. (laughs) It's flipped for me. Traveling alone is freedom because Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about if somebody's got to go potty or you got to wait for them or if they're hungry, if they're hungry or no one's, you know, what they want to do versus what you want to do or what you want to eat, what they want to eat. Traveling alone to me is more freedom than traveling with people. Traveling with family is different than traveling with like coworkers when we travel together or friends. It's a totally different vibe too. So that can be stressful. Uh, especially if you have to meet up at certain times or be at a certain place at a certain time, that to me can be stressful. Yeah. But the actual traveling itself, no, I don't have any problem with that, usually. Well, something that I think has helped me, um, the it's only been a few times that I've kind of had to travel alone. Usually we're on the same flights, but mm-hmm. there's been once or twice where I've been on different planes than everyone else, and I just meet you guys when we get there. And I, it helps me during those times if I'm actually staying in contact with people, even though I'm actually alone. So you'll find me on Facebook a lot or right. texting with somebody or you know, playing a game on an app or something like that. That helps me kind of like feel like I I have contact with somebody that if I actually really was in trouble and needed help, somebody would know what was going on and and, uh, could help me. But how do you deal with your, you're the other half of it. How do you deal with that um, stress of traveling with people? Um, I usually just, communication is a big thing. You, you want to you you want to know and you kind of need to know if you're all um, if you're traveling with coworkers or friends or whatever you need to all kind of be on the same page as to what you're doing so travel is smooth and you don't have any issues um, if I'm traveling with family it's a whole other ballpark I I I'm not so much stressed now as when the kids were little traveling with on a plane with little kids was more stressful because you have to worry about, you know, their comfort and if especially tiny children, little kids crying mm-hmm. and like on that one flight we their had that baby behind and us and then also whether they're going to be imposing on other people's right, comfort, right? Right, and you, I, 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 that stressed me out a lot. Yeah, being on a plane with baby Max, and it was his first flight, and he screamed like a banshee the whole time because his ears were hurting him. That was the most stressful flight I think I've ever been on, and. It was, and it wasn't for it. It was stressful because I knew he was in pain and he was not. Yeah, no, I actually think that in those situations, it's more stressful for the parent than anyone else. Even more stressful than the child, more stressful than the people that have to keep up with hearing the noise. That it's not your child. It's you're the one that's feeling stressed because you're feeling guilty that your child's in pain. At the same time, you're feeling guilty that everyone else is miserable because of your of your screaming child. So, in. On the flip side of that, if I'm on a plane or traveling and there's an upset child, whether it be in a park, in a restaurant, on a plane, I do not let that bother me. Yeah. And I usually, I don't want to say I reach out to the parents, but I want them to know that I'm okay with this. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. It's good. Don't be stressed whether it, on Whether my it's they're pitching a fit or screaming because they're spoiled mm-hmm. or because they have an issue of some kind or you know sensitivity issue whatever it may be i don't want to make it doesn't bother me i, yeah. I just t- zone it out and the people that it upsets those are the people that i get pissed at mm-hmm. because can I, oh, I said it anyway. <laughs> because because it's, it's a running word for you on every episode <laughs> because it just those people just tick me off yeah and i just want to you know kick them with they my need to be a little bit shoe. more understanding yeah. I don't yeah. like it when they kick my chair, though. 
kids? I'll draw the yeah, I draw the line at that. The, no, that doesn't bother me either. Um, I just hurt them in other ways. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number eight. Renting or driving a rental car? And we had a very interesting experience with this in Richmond. Um, we rented a vehicle. Tess was a little bit stressed about it. I was well, I was <laughs> I was okay renting. The renting part was fine. Yes. The whole thing. You had that it's, completely under control. I'm cool with that. Pick up the car, no problem. It's when we get in the car and I look down at the control panel and it's different from any car that I've driven. I drive yes. an old car. My my car is all, you know, simplified. There's a gear shift. There's all these normal. And I get in this new, you know, George Jetson car, <laughs> and there is no gear shift. Well, there is anxiety to being put in a situation where you're expected to drive comfortably a vehicle that you are not familiar with at all in a place that you're not familiar yeah. with at all. Usually. I like to make sure you is take this time. the photo of your, um, I'm going to pull it up here. Okay. Yes. Is that yes. it? Yes. Okay. So explain That's what That's a weird little knob here. there. See the little knob? The- yeah. And there's like a handle. What kind of car was this? That's a great question. I don't remember. I have no idea. Oh, I do not remember it at all, but it was Mid-size. really funny. Mid-size four-door. We, cool. <laughs> we got in and immediately Tess was like, I don't even know how to put this thing into gear. And it was just like this And then we see this little knob. Of, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. And then, we, yeah, we see the knob and you're supposed to shift gears with the knob. And it turns, concept. it turns so easily, just like you're changing the radio station. Oh, and weird. it's right there by the air vent and everything. So... It's like, are you turning up the volume to the radio, or are you t- going into reverse? Are you shifting gears? <laughs> or are and you going was, to be shifting into and reverse? And it was so smooth, and there was no noise. So I had to have a yes. little, I came up with a little, a sound that I made when I changed it. Just to make yourself feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> to lower my stress level. Every time I put it in a different because gear. Because she wasn't sure if the car was actually on or not. The it motor was, like, was so uh, quiet. Uh, uh, there was also this, know. and then there was the camera. That showed the back of the vehicle so that you could see what was behind you um, while you were backing up. Yes. and I, But that, without looking backwards. You instance, did not like that. No. <laughs> you have to look back. I'm not going to trust the little camera. Are, are you supposed <laughs> to? Would well, you? Well, I think you're... I don't know. Uh, don't, my car doesn't have it. I don't know if legally you can because I, I, when I... I mean, that's one of the big things I remember from driver's ed was like you had to you had to be turned around yes. the entire time while you were backing up until the car came to a complete stop and then you turned around. Okay, well now there's this this car had this camera where it showed on a screen. I've seen them. on a screen. Yeah. So I'm going okay. I'm not watching that because it, it beeps yeah, when you get too close to something. Well, I never too. got like too it, close to anything. Okay. I never heard it beep. No. Yeah, no, no, we didn't. Oh, no. There would have been a beeping thing. Interesting. That's what he said. There there's was. like there's like lines, so it it makes like a. On the screen, and, and, and they'll these will be like the yellow part, and then, or I'm sorry, yeah, there were it'll yellow be green, and red lines. yellow, and then this is red, and the red stuff is the stuff you're in danger of like hitting. So it, it like keeps you on a trajectory too. So if you can look at the camera, technically, if you keep the lines like in frame the way they're supposed to be, you'd be able to back up without turning around. But then if you run somebody over, I feel like in a court of law, like <laughs> they're going to be like, that person backed up and they didn't turn around. They weren't turned around, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, so I don't know how that works. It's like landing a plane. I realize they do it like that, but I'm not going to back up like that. I know, it's kind of So that kind of, I just forgot the well, little... I think I that you did what was best as far as like trying to work through that anxiety. You just kind of like Lots talked of and yelled yeah. your way through it and we all got some good laughs. I do... Um, talk a lot in a car when I'm driving and I do have colorful things to say but that is my way of relieving stress if yeah. I was sitting there totally quiet then 
some crap's wrong <laughs> because I gotta I I gotta talk my way through the whole and yeah. I, and I don't do that normally on a regular basis in my car yeah, well, yeah I do and I but guess, not so bad I guess you know it's at that point it's probably different for different people some people might need it to be completely quiet. With no distraction right. in order to make it the least stressful situation as possible. Some people might need to listen to music, uh, whatever the case may be. It's definitely an anxiety trigger, and I guess everyone has to kind of figure it out. It is, and when the people in the back seat talk a lot and you're trying to listen to um, the GPS, the GPS, yeah, that kind of that kind of stresses me out Yeah, a bit. that does, doesn't it? That kind we of had a few me. situations with that as where well. Where I had to. You know. Um, also, we didn't talk about this as far as like renting a car. Like you were like, oh, I've got this, you know, at the counter. Everything was fine. That would be the part that I would have anxiety about. Do I have everything I need? Do I have my credit card, my ID? Like I'd be I I would tend to worry about um, not being prepared for whatever it was that they were going to ask of me when I got to the counter. So since you're not stressed out about that, what are the things? Can you give me like a quick summary? Like what are the things that you need when you're renting a car? Well, first you need to make sure you rent a car ahead of time if you need one. Don't wait till the last minute reserve a car. I always have my confirmation number with me. I always print out the confirmation email, but I have never, hardly ever lately had to pull it out. Okay, You just walk up. And just tell them your name. And I always have my the credit card I'm going to use. And, and you my do have license. to have a credit card in order to rent yes. a car, right? Yes. You can't rent a car unless you have a credit card. Well, can you use your debit card? You can. Some rental places you can use a debit card, but just remember they're going to put a hold on your funds. Okay. Um, until you return that car, and then maybe a few days after, so it's going to lock up your money. So I would use a credit so card. So some can use a debit card, but not. I don't think all of them do. No, no. Some of them do not. Some of them it has right. to be a credit card. And also keep in mind when you return the car, you don't have to keep it on that form of payment. You can hold it on the credit card, and when you come back, pay with cash or mm-hmm. your debit card, or you know. Or and am I correct? You have to be twenty-five in order to rent one. Not everywhere. No, no. not everywhere. Okay, no. so I'm not correct. Actually, the state of Florida is one of the few places you don't have to be twenty-five. <laughs> I don't think to rent a car here. I remember when I came down when I was like twenty-one or something like that. It, it's a little bit younger here. It okay. is. I, want, I can't remember what it is, but I know Max can rent a car now, and he couldn't. And he's he's not twenty five yet. Okay. So also keep in mind that um, have make that decision if you're going to use your insurance, or if you're going to buy their insurance. Rent their. I yeah, get their insurance. I well, first of all, Eli has to always rent the car because I don't have a credit card. But um, we've never used the car insurance insurance because in our plan there's like. So that's another thing. Like, check your insurance plan right. because you could be covered. Like, you could have your own insurance plan that already covers you for, already like, this sort of a rentals, process. Right, yeah. right. So always check that. It depends on what type of trip I'm on. If I am on a business trip, I usually take the insurance because um, my car is usually in use by someone else at home while I'm gone. So I just I just feel more comfortable that way. If I'm going on a vacation, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends. And it depends on who I rent from, too. And I think maybe one of the ways to reduce anxiety concerning all of this is when you call to make the reservation for the car in the first place is or to make online. sure that you mm-hmm. find out at that point what is expected of you before you even get there. Yeah. I just, it's so, they make it so simple. Just walk up, have your driver's license, your credit card, hand it to them, and it's a done deal. They hand you the keys to the car, tell you where to go to pick it up. So, all right. That's pretty stress free, I think. It can be. 
Number seven. We What's have an interesting seven? story for this one. Who you will end up sitting next to in transport. Has anybody here ever felt anxiety as you're sitting there on the plane and you're like, I've got this empty seat next to me. Anything could happen. And sometimes that is exactly what happens, as you found out. I did. Um, have you heard the story, Rhino? What happened to us on this trip? No. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right. So um, we had a switch planes. We went to Orlando to Atlanta. We switched planes and then went from Atlanta to Richmond. So it was a fairly simple, you know, go to the next plane. I get on the plane, and um, usually we all sit near each other when we're traveling. Mm-hmm. On this flight, you and Kathy were one across the aisle, one row back from me. And I was um, exit row, two-seater. It was me and one other person. She was already there when I got on the plane. And... I said, hello. Wait, was she aisle or window? Is that right? I was window. Okay. She was aisle. Mm-hmm. And there was a jump seat across from us where the stewardess was going to sit. Okay. Oh, okay. We had, the, we had the wide. Yeah. Okay. So she's sitting there and the first thing she said to me was, I just need to tell you. Oh, no. That I just, <laughs> that I just <laughs> exactly. got off of a very um, bumpy flight from Nebraska, I think it was. And I'm not feeling well. And in her hands are damp paper towels and then the the bag. The bag. And she had a bottle of water too and her little neck roll pillow and she did look really, really pale. And I said, Okay, thank you, you know, and it was a full flight. Mm-hmm. So um I sat down and there was not a time during that flight that she was not getting ill oh no she she went through spent, everybody's barf bag yeah no and teresa that stayed by her the entire time i was texting teresa get out of the line of fire come sit next to us talk to the stewardess but tess stayed with her i didn't i felt bad for her. i knew it wasn't anything i could catch it was just motion sickness yeah, whatever i suffer from motion sickness so but i've never seen it that close up full force and i <laughs> said for that sideways duration. kind of leaning towards the window <laughs> noise canceling headphones i hope uh, i know no, i couldn't i, I would have started puking as well the i smell couldn't have done it did not, I, I smelled nothing it was wafing your way yes i oh caught, god you I, could smell it i could yes i could get whiffs of it on the other aisle for whatever reason it went it flew in my direction it went your way i just got the sound effects which that, no, it that was, would make me puke. It was just bag that. after bag, and oh. the waitress and the waitress, the stewardess, flight attendant, would walk by and take the bag, and, and oh, then give, she'd get another one, and it just never ended. So then, come time to serve our snackage and our drinks, and I'm thinking, well, I can't eat sitting next <laughs> to this, right? There's no way I'm going to sit here and have a, you know have some pretzels and <laughs> Dr Pepper ain't going to happen. So they had given her some ginger ale. Well, at one point. She stood up, and you're we're on that row where you know the tray comes out of the arm mm-hmm. and it rests in front of you. Well, if you're, it it rests really close to you. There was no way to get away from it. So she had folded her tray in half, and was trying to get up to go to the restroom. So she was her ginger ale was sitting on her tray, and she squeezed past my tray and went to the restroom, ran back there, and then when she came back and she she picked up her ginger ale just as there was a little bit of and the ginger ale. Just flew my way. Oh, no. So it was like, and then she was apologizing. And halfway through her apology, she had to turn and use another bag. <laughs> this poor lady. Oh, I felt so bad for her. 
for. And the, I mean, I feel she bad for you get too. Through but a sentence without puking. Seriously, I don't think I would ever fly again if but that the, happened to me. But the, I don't think I would either. But the worst part for her, and it just killed me, was <laughs> takeoff and landing made her the ill. It wasn't. Oh no! So the whole time we're landing, you know, she's like leaning into this little bag. <laughs> How did she not pass out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we all didn't pass out. It was terrible. And when we sat down, there was a a couple with a baby behind me, which is right across from you. He was golden. I thought he was going to be the trouble on the flight. You didn't hear a peep out of this baby. It was this Midwestern pale woman that just, (laughs) I felt so bad. And then the stewardess was sitting there, flight attendant, whatever you want to call her. She's sitting there and she says, I should have brought you a bigger bag. I said, no, honey, you need to keep taking a, taking the debris away. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. We don't want to collect it in a big Yeah, he wants a giant sloshing bag of chunks. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. I'm I'm cutting us off right here. I had an issue. Oh, yeah. That was my, and I have never had that before. Normally on a plane, I don't really worry. My biggest worry about who's going to sit next to me is are they going to be um, a bigger person like myself and are we going to have trouble and coming back um, on one of the flights I sat next to a gentleman who wasn't he was of normal size I mean you know average size whatever and we didn't put the armrest down because we agreed among us among us we had a, we had a <laughs> little discussion among ourselves we had a little discussion that we were going to leave it up and we were cool with that because when he sat down I said I hope your thigh enjoys my thigh <laughs> And he just started laughing. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> because there's no way of, away from it. Yeah. When you're back there where we sit. Well, it sounds like you handle these very difficult situations with grace. What are you going to do? Well, I, what we should do what you do. However, what I was going to say is like, you know, everyone, this I get anxiety about this. What if I'm not in a talkative mood and then I sit next to somebody who's just talking my ear off? Yeah. Or, you know, vice versa. What if I'm in a talkative mood and the person sitting next to me doesn't have anything to do with me? It's kind of awkward. But the the fact of life is... <laughs> to do with you. <clears throat> the fact of life is we're all going to run into people that... Sometimes we gel, sometimes we don't. In these types of situations, it's best to make the most of it. I don't know that you have to go to the extent that tested, <laughs> but make the most of it. It's a short plane ride, you know. Well, normal well, two hours of your life. Two hours of your life. If it's a short flight, if it's average. a longer flight, well, and the, you know, but that's I what, would alter my plan. A that little bit. is what I was going to say. If it's actually a situation where you cannot bear it, like I, you should be. The, I, I should petition you for sainthood. Airline I would never, should have given you something. I, think. I should never. I would never have sat next to somebody who was puking for that many hours. I couldn't have. I would have been puking as well. So, in that type of situation, just ask the stewardess to get you a new seat. If that's some, if it's something if it's that possible, you cannot, yeah. if you cannot deal with it, then just ask to to yeah. be moved. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's definitely an anxiety trigger. It certainly came into play on our trip to Richmond. All right, number six would be eating habits while you're traveling. I get anxiety about this. Do you? Yes. Yes. I just throw my everything my, goes to I, the wind. Everything goes to the wind, and that's I. I mean, I within reason. I mean, I don't just, but I have certain um, ritual. I don't want to say it's rituals when I travel involving food. Okay. Like I, I always have a little snack with me on the if I'm flying on the plane. Because I know I'm not going to like them hard-ass pretzels they give us. <laughs> that just <laughs> <So>. happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
they're disgusting little pretzels. You know, I'd rather have peanuts, but you always don't get peanuts. But anyway, I always have a little side snack of some kind. So you have your comfort food with I you. Have, yeah, it, it might be something I just picked <clears> up at the airport. It doesn't have to be anything. It's not always the same thing. Mm. But I do like to have, um, and I always have usually a bottle of some beverage with me when I get on the plane, whether it be a Dr. Pepper. It's usually just water because it never fails when we take off and before they can get to the beverage thing down the aisle, I'm coughing or I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, oh, my gosh, I need a drink. You know, So I always have a little something with me just to, you know. That's probably a good thought. So you bring stuff with you to keep your eating routine intact as much as possible. Right. I think that's where I'm getting anxiety is because we go on these trips and it becomes difficult for me to keep my routine not that I have much of one in the first place, but the little one that I have gets really thrown off. I find myself eating things that I don't normally eat, and yeah. I don't feel good, or I get bloated, or whatever it is. It's just really or you can't get to food. I mean, <clears throat> or you can't quickly get to food enough because when you get off a plane, drink. if you're if you're trying to make a, make a connection or trying to rent your car and get to where you need to be, or get in a car or whatever, you got to. You Sometimes might not be able to move, eat lunch. Which we had to do because yeah. on the puking flight, um, we were all delayed in getting back to the next airport. And we weren't able, we had planned to stop to eat dinner in between our flights. And we never got a chance to do that because our flight was late getting in. And then we had to haul it to the next plane in order oh, to get there Oh, that was the return. Time. Yeah, the mm-hmm. return. Yeah. In order to get to the next plane. And dinner just went out the window. So what you're saying is actually a really good recommendation. And while we're talking about eating, we were going to kind of have an intermission at this point to tell you a little bit about Richmond. We uh, went to, while we were there, we went to a restaurant and... um, We went to several restaurants. Well, we did. One in particular, though, that we were going to do a quick dining review on, um, the Southern Railway Tap House. So we brought back the spatula people... The paddle people. Um, And we were not going to take as much time with this one as we have in the with the last one as we did with Yard House. We were going to kind of blow through it pretty quickly, but we wanted to let you guys hear about it because it was just the quirkiest, (laughs) oddest. It really was, and you know, and again, it's something that's outside of Florida, so why not? It's it has to do with travels. If you're in Richmond, you might want to know about this, right? You might. Okay, so a few facts about. Southern Railway Tap House. First of all, it is located in Shaco Bottom in downtown Richmond, Virginia, um, which we found very amusing. And they have <laughs> a lot of beer there. Well, it's a tap house. It's that's <clears throat> what it is. Yeah. So it's go the, though they did have an extensive menu. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a bar. It is, and they have two bars within their uh, within the restaurant. The main feature is a bar. Most of the seating is at the bar counters. They do have other seating, but <clears throat> that's the primary purpose of this. Anyways, we ate there. So, um, and this was an arranged um, sure. get together for a group of people. Yes, and, and I want to tell had a lot of people. A lot with of us. people were there, and atmosphere was awesome. Mm-hmm. I know, maybe I'm getting ahead of it. You are getting ahead of it. Well, I just wanted. I just. I'm going to just Goodness. be throwing out some apologies here, I know. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, we want to give this context. This was not a regular, like, Tess and I ran out to a restaurant to eat by ourselves. We were in a group of, what was it, about 40 people? Mm, 30, maybe. 30 40, to yeah. 40 people. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a huge group for the restaurant to accommodate. And like we said, it wasn't like a standard restaurant. It was primarily a tap house. <laughs> but Here's where humor comes into play yes. and <clears throat> keeping a sense of humor 
and not letting this crap mess with you. Okay. (laughs) Parking. Let's go parking first. They had street and valet parking. Do they have valet? They did. Okay. Yeah, street and valet parking. But we had parked a couple blocks away because we we were there. We actually walked there. Um, For that reason... I wanted to give this one a smiley face. I thought that it was very easy to get to. Yes. Pedestrian-wise, it was a pleasant awesome walk. Awesome little area. Yeah, it was a pleasant walk. Pleasant walk. I enjoyed it. We had gone on a boat ride. We got off the boat, and we walked to the restaurant. Worked yeah. for me. Okay. Um, atmosphere. Would you like to describe it? Atmosphere was um, inside was, it was an old building, old mm-hmm. railroad house. Very right? historical feel very to historical, it. Um, very historical. Very dark inside lots of activity going on lots of yeah friday night activity and it was yeah fun. i'll say this okay so where we when we described the the yard house we described that as industri- industrial mm-hmm. but that was industrial in like a kind of modern sense of the word this was industrial as in like literal as in like as in, as like, in like you're in the basement of the the, the fight club basement that's what it felt that like how to you me. felt to me it felt like because I, when I think of Richmond, I think of. Was this picture I just showed from the inside? This one. Well, that is, but that's not the picture that I wanted you to show. That doesn't describe. Where the was that? I never even saw that. That was the waiting area. We didn't see that because we didn't wait. We got seated immediately. Oh, there's there's no other uh, indoor. Okay, well, we went here. through and we went straight outside to a patio terrace area. Yeah, which I thought was very nice. <clears throat> I am sorry about my voice, everybody. You losing it? Need drink this, water? This thing, hmm, Teresa. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm allergic to water. Yes, that's the patio area where okay. we sat. There's no interior picture, so that's why I was okay. confused. Okay. You guys are like, no, it's a basement. There has I'm got like, to be with the bars in it. No. Okay. Right, so I guess Dustin didn't love this. All right. Okay, anyway. That's fine. That's fine. So it, think, think, Fight Club basement. It's just you know the the ground was all cement. Um, the walls, you know, there's not like pretty wallpaper or anything. It was it was nice, but it was it was industrial. The whole time I was there, and I'm thinking of the atmosphere. I'm thinking of historical Richmond and how cool it was, and how all of the things that everything that corner has seen. There's ice in there. I was like, why is this making noise? <laughs> everything that that corner has seen through history. That's what I was. That's what was running through me. It was, wow, yes. how cool is this? How many? What has passed on this street? What is you know? Because it was like right down there on the on the river. I agree. So I, that, I thought industrial, that was industrial, cool. as in it actually went through the industrial revolution. There you go. There you go. So that was cool. I give that a, a smiley. <laughs> yeah, I, I do was too. Cool. It was, was cool. it was cool, and I like Fight Club. Okay, um, cleanliness. I thought it was clean. I did too. It was pretty clean. I mean. Cement floors were swept, and everybody was happy. There dishes was, were clean. I got no problem with that. Okay. <laughs> well, when so, they had dishes, okay. we'll get to that. <laughs> so, okay. Smiley face. Um, was it kid-friendly? It was Friday night, and it was a bar. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, so here's the, here's the official stance on it. It's kid-friendly before 10 p.m. They don't allow children um, after 10 p.m. because... It is it's a bar. It's the fight club. It's the bar. It's a bar. Um, we were there before 10 p.m., though, so it would have been kid-friendly hours, and yet there was not a single child. We had a kid with us, I think. Except for in our party. There was right, not right. a single child. And they don't provide anything to entertain the children, so the kids are not going to get sat with coloring sheets and crayons or okay. you know little twisty ties. So kid-friendly, not so Yeah, don't much. bring your kids. Oh, my hair's falling out. Okay. Um, okay. Seating options. 
seating options, um, low tops, high tops, bar counter. We were outside. Mm-hmm. They kind of had all of the above. Most of it was at the bar. Um, there were some high tops and low tops inside the facility, just not a great deal. But there was a great, great space out there on the patio. Yeah, it was they nice. could seat a lot of people. Had some twinkling lights when the. It was very pleasant. It yeah. was very pleasant. They had the little lights hanging overhead. And do we have a picture of that again? Yeah, he said yes. that, yeah. Um, the little twinkling lights were strung over you, and your your tables were under cute little umbrellas, and it was nice. So Sounds I liked nice. it. Yeah, it was cool. I'm I'm giving that one a smiley, okay, yeah, smiley I like face that. for seating options. I Dress code. Anything, I would say. It was anything goes. Anything. There were bikers pulling up in their little biker shirts. There were. They there were. were. They were interesting to watch. They I enjoyed were, that. They were gangbangers. They Oh, my. Is that a term? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I think I they were maybe wannabe. I don't they know. Were, they had little little handkerchiefs in the back pocket. Well, yeah. They, they were, were trying to be. They were scary. It was all the I above. thought they were interesting. Okay, and there were <clears> after work people, and so it was a little bit of everything. So I think dress code was very lenient. Yeah. I don't think they would turn you away for anything in there. No, uh, but inside there were some people that were rather spruced up. Okay. It was cool. So I liked it. Smiley face for me. Okay. Um, Wi-Fi friendly. You say yes. You had to go to the hostess for the password? Yes. So I did test this out. I did. The, the thing is, you can't just like log in onto their Wi-Fi. You do have to ask for a password. They're very happy to give it to you. There's not a problem whatsoever. And I, it's not like I had to ask 20 people for the password. I, the first yeah, person I asked. Good. Yeah. I asked okay. and, and it was understood what the password was. And, I, and it worked. Okay. Unlike at Yard House where I got on the Wi-Fi and it didn't okay, work. Okay. So, so you get that one a smiley? Smiley. I didn't use it, so I'm not going to worry about it. <clears throat> menu options. It was a big menu. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a wide menu for for. For that, a bar. For a bar. And when we first sat down, I was quite happy with that mm-hmm. because there were lots of options. And I chose lots of op- several options. Um, their drink choices. <laughs> if you wanted a beer, you're good to go. If you want a um, mixed drink, you're good to go. No frozen drinks. Yeah, this is where we ran into a little bit of difficulty. So... Tess wanted to get an adult beverage. And she said, well, can I have a strawberry daiquiri? Which is my first go-to beverage that I right. would choose. No, The dude uh-uh. was like, nope, sorry. And he, he was just like, no. And he didn't offer any other options. He was just like, nope, no frozen nope, drinks. that's it. We don't do so, frozen so, drinks. So then I said, do you have Dr. Pepper? Then or she Mr. wanted Pepp? a soda. A soda. No. No, don't have that. we don't have soda. Unless it's a soda that can be used in a cocktail drink. Right. So, it so was like, like a Coke or Sprite. It was like or... two strikes and we're all kind of like, what do you have to offer? Does this mean we all have to drink water or right. beer? Yeah, we, so we eventually we got, all got our beverages, and then we did sodas that were, you know, used in cocktail drinks, and yeah. we made do. But it was kind of odd. I thought. I thought that was odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So drinks, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but, um, um, but the menu options they had appetizers, entrees, salads, burgers, sandwiches, soups, pasta, and flatbreads. So the rest of the food was, you know, you had some variety there. Um, I'm still kind of going with that. I don't know. I just didn't like that whole like. No, we don't have this. No, we don't have this. No, we don't have this. I got to say, I thought it was our waiter. But then I spoke to someone that was at a different table. And the waitress we were wanting was doing the same kind of... Maybe it was training night at the tap. I don't know. It was was odd. It was different. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, Um, Special diet accommodations. They had them. Um, 
but they weren't very apparent. So on the menu, it said that gluten-free and vegetarian options were available, but you had to specifically ask about them. They weren't going to be clearly indicated on the menu, which makes it a little bit more difficult to navigate, not so user-friendly for the person on a special, you know, diet. So I'm kind of going with the frowny face. I, it sounds like they could accommodate it, but not making it uh, more of a Easy. mainstream process. I'm yeah. not in favor of that. Okay. Portion, portion size. size. It was good. Adequate. Plenty. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I felt full. I didn't even eat half of mine and yeah. I was full. Yeah. Yeah. So smiley faces, you don't walk out of there hungry. Right. Um, service. Here's where it gets interesting, oh, folks. Oh, Lord, Rhino. I don't even know where to begin with this. Oh, no. All right. So our waiter... He comes to the table, and he was a nice, pleasant little boy. He was. He was nice. He was pleasant. Very nice. Very somewhat polite. And we placed our order. And I got a couple appetizers for the table. Um, I got an appetizer, a soup, and and an entree? Or or did I just get... I don't remember what you got. I don't remember. No, 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 no. I just got the meal. You just got the meal, because you were going to help our appetizers. That's right. I was sharing an appetizer with you. And then Richard got an appetizer. Kathy got one. And Craig um, just got his meals because I had gotten two appetizers for the table. Yeah. And Richard had gotten two also. So we sat there, we sat there. Out comes one appetizer of Richard's and it sets at the table, right? Mm-hmm. And then nothing else happened. Nothing else happened. Nothing else happened. Nothing else happened. We're sitting there and, you know, he doesn't want to start eating without us getting any food. So, and he'd gotten the same thing. I got the macaroni and cheese egg roll. Yes. Okay. And he also got pretzels, which were really good. So, and then all of a sudden, here comes a flurry of activity, and out comes Kathy's meal, Kathy's appetizers, Craig's meal, your meal, Richard's meal, and I'm sitting there with nothing. (laughs) Yes. And we wait, and we wait, right? First, let's discuss Kathy's situation. Kathy's appetizer came out along with her food, right? Right. Which she was a little bit bothered by because she had been hungry the entire time and her appetizer hadn't come out with the rest of the appetizers well mine hadn't come out either well yes yours didn't the other but some of them did but hers didn't so when she asked our waiter about it wait let me answer go go you be kathy and i'll be the waiter. okay i don't remember exactly how she asked it but basically the question was is my appetizer coming all right why why is it not here and and he was saying it was going to come out with the rest of the food in just a couple minutes. She was like, well, I was hungry. I wanted to eat my appetizer before the rest of the meal came. And he says... And he said, you didn't tell me you wanted your appetizers first. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> we, were we were all were a little speechless. bit... We were all a little stunned on that one. That um, you... We were dumbstruck. Yeah, it would. It kind of threw us. And it, I, but what are you going to do? Sit there and laugh? I'm like, okay, well, can I just get my food then? Because I still hadn't had anything. Meanwhile, when it all did finally come out, she still didn't have her drink. I still didn't have my drink, and no, I, Kathy, Kathy didn't, didn't have, have her, her drink. drink, and I was still missing one appetizer. And the waiter brought out a hostess or someone to look at our table and to see if the appetizer I was missing was there. And he said, no, there's, because Kathy and I ordered the same thing, the fried goat cheese thing. And I heard him say to her, see, there's only one on the table. And then out comes the second appetizer, which I set between me and Craig, because Craig's on, I was going to finish off whatever I don't eat. And he was ready for that anyway, because he was completely done with his food, completely before I even had any food. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, completely done. So it was a little odd. It was. I think the thing that maybe 
was the most odd was this inability to acknowledge that the ball had been dropped. Yeah. It was constantly trying to be covered like, well, you didn't tell me that you wanted the appetizers out before the rest of it. But my ring. favorite part of the whole meal that I found the best, and it just gave me a chuckle and it just made the evening for me, was when the dude with the tattoos, the waiter guy, came out <laughs> rushing out to the patio with purpose. This was not our waiter. It wasn't our waiter. It was just some guy we'd never seen before. Else? Came rushing out with purpose, looking at each table as everyone was eating. And he came over to our table, and he spotted Craig's plate that was empty. And he walked over, and he says, are you done with that? And Craig said, yes, and he took it. That's the only thing he took off out of the whole patio. Even though there were others of us Even though there was everything else. Everybody was done, but he only took Craig's plate, and he took it back to the kitchen. And then he came back again, and I saw him looking at another table, and he picked out a different kind of plate. I was going to say, was he looking for a specific plate? He was. He was looking for specific plates because he needed them to fill other orders. And they were running out of plates. After you had your first beverage, every beverage after that came out in a in a plastic cup because they mm-hmm. and he actually said we're running out of glasses. Yep. Was it really busy? No, it was just us and some I think, inside people. Well, here's what I think. In truth, the place was a fairly p- pleasant place and oh, yeah. a lot of the people that were in the same party with us had a great time. They were sitting at different tables with different servers and really enjoyed themselves. Um we oh, we had a great time though. Well, we had a great time, but we were laughing our way through it. But <clears throat> yes, I think that the problem was we were in such a large party and that establishment was not really um, prepped for handling that type I of I think the group. dishwasher didn't arrive on Friday night. <laughs> Maybe that's it too. Or the dishwasher broke, I don't know. Because there is no way you would not have enough large square serving plates or rectangular appetizer plates, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't go with just six when you got that many tables. What if everybody orders the same thing, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They just weren't they weren't well equipped for our size of a party, I think. Whereas if, you know, all of these people at one time hadn't come in and needed yeah. all of those plates, they probably would have been okay. And the dude with the mohawk was fun. We had a great time and I do want to emphasize this. We had a great time. And the food was good. The food was good. Well, we'll get to, we'll, we'll cover that next. Service-wise though, honestly, like I have to give this a frowny face. I cannot in good conscience give it a, a no. smiley face. But I do think that that was under special circumstances yeah. of our, our party. So food. The food was good. Let's talk about the food. Macaroni and double cheese egg roll. That was good while it was hot. It was, and unique. And you unique. You don't hear about macaroni that. Macaroni and cheese yeah. and an egg roll fried. Crispy ride egg roll filled with macaroni, sharp cheddar, pepper jack, tomato, and scallion served with bacon sour cream. Was that what that was? It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Drunken pasta. You and I both had this. <laughs> we did. We ordered the same It thing. lacked something for me. It was, I felt like it was a bit on the bland side. Once I put in fine, the, um, but. what was the other thing I had? The goat fried goat cheese. Once I put some of that in there and mixed it up, it was actually <laughs> Gave good. it a little bit more yeah. flavor. So the drunken pasta was penne pasta in a slightly spicy vodka sauce made with Roma tomato sweet onions. Pros- I can't say that word. Prosciutto ham? Prosciutto. Something. Um, vodka and cream. And um, I guess you would just expect it. It looks good, right? It looks good. Ooh, is that what it looked like? Well, we were in weird lighting, but okay. it was it was it looked. It was good. good. It was good. I it enjoyed was, it. It was, it was fine. A big serve. Big. It portion. wasn't like, you know, I wasn't gonna get yeah. up and do cartwheels over the it. The fried goat cheese, hand breaded goat cheese, and roasted red pepper, tomato, coulier, and a balsamic drizzle. It was good. You enjoyed that. I did, and Craig enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And um, Craig had the bison meatloaf, which 
there was nothing left on his plate, so I'm going to assume <laughs> he liked that. Yeah. The pretzel appetizer was very good. Yeah. Um, Kathy had a portobello hamburger thingy, and I think she enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was all for decent prices, too. Um, so the macaroni and double cheese egg roll was $5. Drunken pasta was $10. Fried goat cheese was $8. was all very reasonable. Very reasonably priced. The food was decent. So smiley faces yeah. with that. Okay, bathrooms. Didn't go in there. I went in there. They were clean, but they weren't spotless. It wasn't okay. the feeling that you got. Like when you went into the yard house, everything was so clean it almost looked sterile. Yeah, but this place was a happening Friday night mm-hmm. sucko bottom location with people coming in and out and drinking a lot. Right, I think so. It was it was clean considering that, but you know it was it wasn't you you kind of went in there and it wasn't like the completely spotless feeling you would hope okay, to have. Okay, so average. But it was all okay. right. It, it gets a smiley face. It wasn't terrible. All right, last thing. Accessibility to other tourism spots. Edgar I, Allan Poe Museum was right there? No was. one told me? Where was that at? We drove We drove by it when we were par- parking. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. You didn't. You don't remember the jokes about the raven and Nevermore? Oh, okay. Maybe I did. Okay, I was driving. Was I? No, Richard was driving that night. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. um, James was, River Canal tours. It was near quite a few things. Yeah. yeah the James River Canal tours, Ed Ground Pole Museum, Holocaust Museum, Holocaust Museum, and a Valentine Sculpture Museum. So there's some things to do. It's one of those things that little, you can incorporate it along shops, with yeah. a tourism, a tourist activity, and then it's a nice little area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richmond itself, I would definitely go back to. There was, I mean, we didn't even touch on we didn't the historicness, other than the canal tour. It was good. We'll have to revisit Shaco Bottom, but for now, what do you think about uh, the tap house? What are you going to give it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give it a smiley because I had fun. Yeah. And the food was okay. Yeah. I'm giving it a smiley as well, but it is because we we had fun. The service was... Service lacked immensely. not. But I did too. But we just had so many good jokes over it. Yeah. So I. Good jokes, good times, good memories. It turned out all right. Okay. We need to quickly shift back to our anxiety trigger conversation. Oh, okay. Um, Getting back to that number five. No sleeping before you even start the trip and then it carries over. Yeah. Is that That, you? That is me. That causes a lot of anxiety. Are you a last minute? I'm. You don't prepare ahead of time, or you're doing last minute stuff at home. You know, I don't have I don't have my act together, folks. Surprise, surprise. Um, so a lot of times on these trips, I am packing and preparing at the very last minute. I had somebody. We've got a trip coming up this Friday. We're traveling to New Jersey, and my friend asked me this morning, "What time is your plane leaving on Friday?" I have no flipping clue. I don't know because I am on Wednesday, and I won't know that until. Thursday night at 11.30 p.m. when I sit down and can think about that. So, um, yeah, mine is last minute. I'm packing, you know, till really late in the evening if I sleep at all because I'm trying to get ready at the last minute. And then when I actually get on the plane, I'm tired. You don't sleep that well on the plane. I just And then it carries over for the whole trip, and that produces a lot of anxiety, not sleeping. It's a problem I have. It does. Mine is for a different reason. No sleep before I start usually is because I'm not preparing myself. I'm preparing my family for while I'm gone. Um, I've got, because I'm leaving, because if we're doing little trips like this and I'm not taking anybody, I feel the need to prepare, at least let them 
give them lists. You know, there's the food that's in the house. This is what you got to do. This is what you don't do. You know, with the yeah. kid, with the girls. Yeah. Calvin, not so much. And just so, so he knows where he's going to be. Very few hours to sleep yeah. before you have to get up the next morning and be at the. Um, What's the, the next airport? one? Money. What to. What do you use? How much do you spend? Tolls, foreign exchange. Yeah, that's an anxiety money. trigger. I'm going to let you handle that one because that, that's an anxiety I, for you. No, it's not an anxiety for me. Usually, well, I just use I, uh, my credit card and deal with it later. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it later. I want to be prepared. If I know I'm going to be driving in a rental car, I want to make sure I have money for tolls. I want to make sure I have um, cash for tips. If I don't want to add it to the you know, to the check that way, or cash to leave um, in the hotel room for the um, rooms, the people that take care of our room, mm-hmm. because I think they deserve a tip too. So See? I usually leave a couple dollars there. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, money or their lack of, I'm I worry about am I taking enough, or will I have you know? And again, yours is just preparation, probably you know, seeing what you're going to need, yeah. allotting that, and bringing setting it along. aside, yeah. All right, number two, sticking to the itinerary. That can be anxiety-producing sometimes. Um, you know, when we go Did on you guys trips, skip the worried about loved ones? Oh, we did. We don't worry about them anymore. Okay. Like, <laughs> too much anxiety. I do worry about... That, that is a big one for me while I'm that on is. the trip. Not so much getting ready, but when I'm on the trip. The cats? And family, too. I know it's oh, shocking. I thought Klaus was number one. <laughs> Klaus is at the top. But coming in a close second are the girls or my husband's in there, too. I worry about um, things like, um, gosh, I hope Stella got to school on time. Or um, one time I came, two trips ago, I came home and nobody had given the cats, put f- fresh water in their uh, water fountain. Mm-hmm. So it was like non, they have a, like a multi-sided water fountain where they get their water, like a chocolate fountain at you know, at a restaurant or something, and um, nobody had refilled the water. So there was very little in there, and that kind of freaked – I freaked on them. And then that was – and then so this last trip, I was stressing about it. Oh, gosh, I hope – and not the fact that they're not going to get water because they can get water in other places in the house, but the fact that it's going to burn out that freaking motor on the fountain if there's no water in there to pump, you know. Right. So that stressed me out. Ooh, things like that stressed me out, and and just – you know, hope they're all the things that I normally do that I leave to other people at home. That stresses me out. Yeah, because they're not gonna they're not gonna do it as good as I do it, or they're not gonna do it in a timely manner, right? Well, I know that you have anxiety about that type of stuff. You get anxiety about people not decorating the Christmas tree the way that you would decorate the Christmas tree. <laughs> tell that. <laughs> we'll wait till December to talk about that one. Eli's but, like that. Um, mine is a little bit different. I don't necessarily have anxiety so much about leaving people behind because I'm always leaving my kids with somebody that I know is very um, capable, whether it be my parents or their dad. Okay, well, you made me sound like I don't, my husband's not capable. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe I just let that go a little bit easier. Plus, my kids are very, um, independent and they actually, like, when my parents take care of them, I'm not worried about my parents, you know, forgetting to take them somewhere or whatever because my kids are very proactive and, you know, be mom, right. pop, 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 you need to make sure that you have me to school in 20 minutes. So right. do you have your shoes on and are you ready to go? Like my kids are running the show when somebody's taking right. care of them. I'm okay with all that. I get a little bit of anxiety about 
falling behind on my communication with people. I still try to um, keep up with keeping in touch. I keep up with quite a few friends and my children. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets to be a bit much. And then when we go on these trips and we're visiting with other people and, you know, your time is taken up by uh, the job and then as well as the the socializing and I can't respond to people right away. Um, Even I find that even when they're very understanding about that type of situation Mm -hmm. I have anxiety about it you know like well I'm not I'm not getting back to them you know what if they're waiting for an answer or you know do they feel like I'm ignoring their you know needs or now see if I'm on a trip I I would the the trip that we just took and I would lump that into it's people that are listening to this aren't going to be looking at it from our angle Mm -hmm. right so just blanket over stress about leaving what you're leaving who you're leaving behind and what you're leaving behind in general when I go on any kind of trip I try to I'm going to tell everybody ahead of time mm-hmm. like my sister hey you might not get if I if I'm out of yeah. touch this weekend don't worry about it I'm out of town or yeah. I'm on a trip or I need to parents. be more like that and it's not so much that the people that I'm telling have issue with it it's that I personally have right. the issue with it and I need to make sure that I need to work on having myself be okay with it's okay to put this to the side for now and come back to that when right. there's time. To oh, it definitely it. is because you can't do it all. I've just, I figured that out early yeah. on. You can't have all the balls in the air when you're on one of these trips. You got to, you have to set or any kind of trip, whether it's vacation, when you're on vacation, it's okay to set the ball down and put it in the closet and tell the sister or whoever it may be, you know. Hey, I'm out of town. Yeah, pity, good words. pity poo, pity poo. All right, number two, sticking to the itinerary. I actually find this sometimes, depending on the itinerary, a little bit anxious. I, I, I get anxiety about it. So this was one of the wonderful things um, about this trip that we recently just had in Richmond. We go to these functions regularly where there's a lot of fundraising for that we do and then meeting with a lot of people. And... Um, a lot of, uh, not a lot of times, but sometimes the itineraries get really packed because people are expecting us to come in and then they want to make sure that we're entertained and not bored. But sometimes it can be really exhausting. You know, you're running from activity to activity to activity, activity. And, um, I, I think that it, it, sometimes it makes it difficult to stick to the itinerary, especially when you're like me and you're already tired from not sleeping the night before. (laughs) So um, I find I get anxious about this, like, you know, I, I'm, I can feel myself getting more tired, and yet it's, you know, I still need to make sure that I'm being friendly and, you know, having enough energy to, to talk with people and keep up with the activities. And, and that stresses you out. <laughs> still sound intelligent, and, you know, when I'm speaking. It just, it does, it stresses me out a little bit. Okay, well. I like it when we have uh, downtime. So that I can kind of recoup well, I like and then that. stick to the itinerary. I like that on all travel aspects. There, you got to have downtime, whether yeah. it's a family trip, a weekend trip, a business trip. There needs to be downtime. But I, I'm okay with an action. I mean, I like it. I like I like that there is an itinerary. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm going to on a trip for vacation with the family or on a business trip, I like an itinerary. I want to. I want to stay busy, but like you said, you do have to have a little downtime. Um, I felt like we had that perfectly in Richmond. Yeah, Richmond had a. It a was. Nice... It was a nice pace. There was a good bit to do. 
at regular intervals, and yet we had enough time in between to actually socialize and talk with people um, rather than, you know, being... You need to work that into any trip. Yeah. you got to have downtime. And we had time to recoup from the exhaustion of just plain traveling. So it was good. It was good. Uh, last one. Yeah. Anxiety, trigger, often sharing a hotel room. Is this a problem for you? No. <laughs> other than the, uh, you know, because you're Arctic sharing temperatures, with me on these trips. Other than the Arctic temperatures that our room is kept at? No. I love rooming with you. You know that. There's no anxiety there? No, I actually look forward to rooming with you. But, you know, that can, it, but it can be um, an anxiety trigger for it, depending on who you're rooming with. Sometimes well, rooming with your family is. Oh, gosh, you, yeah. You get a lot of stress I, from that. I, this is where it turns on me. And I'm stressed rooming with you or Kathy in the aspect that certain habits that I have or things that I do. Is not necessarily something I want. Me to witness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not an issue for me. I guess okay, I, I snore. But, but you have you I, are stressed about that. I do stress about that. I stress about my my. I do snore, and I know I snore because I wake myself up. I hear myself. <laughs> um, I I know we can ha- be having a conversation, and I pass out. You do do that. And Kathy's always told me. Now you've confirmed this. <laughs> Uh, we'll be that. sitting there talking, and I will totally go into a deep sleep and wake up and continue the conversation. You do do this. It's a, it's a gift. <laughs> you will you will fall asleep almost mid sentence sometimes. Wake up ten minutes later and completely pick back up in the middle of the sentence where you left off. And by that time, I'm falling asleep. Right. <laughs> so it's but <laughs> it's a gift, and I, and it bothers me that I do that. I do it, all, and I, maybe it's because I'm always tired because I'm always doing too much, but I don't know. But I mean, it's just, I've been that way my whole life. So that stresses me out that I do things like that. And I don't want to do things like that. But, you know, and sharing a bathroom and all of that with someone you don't normally, that can be stressful. Sure. You know? Yeah. But I I think you just got to get into a routine or have not ground rules, but you have to know, okay, I'm going to do the bathroom first. You do this, you do that. Yeah, I think that you've handled it beautifully. I mean, for for example, the first time we ever roomed together was when we went on the cruise, correct? I think it was, yeah. And you immediately addressed the situation when we met up the morning before we embarked. I and did. you came to me and you said, I have a gift for you. And I said, you have a gift for me? You said, yes, it's like a, consider it a travel gift. The gift was a packet of earplugs. Oh, <laughs> So that, I, so that I wouldn't hear her snoring when she's sleeping, which is never, I don't sleep with the earplugs. It's not an issue for me. But, um, but that was perfect. You just addressed it right yeah. up front, got it out in the open, and everything was fine. I think maybe that's a key for these types of anxiety type of situations when you're rooming with you someone. You address it. You either have to be with somebody that you are comfortable exposing right. certain habits that you have to uh, that you feel safe with or just address it and communicate about it up front. Hey, guess what? I do this, so you're going to have to live with it for the couple days. Message me if you want Jenny Lynn's weird habits. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is none. And with that, we're going to be closing out the show for today. Uh, yeah, no. I, I hope I, I didn't offend anybody. And I, and I want to thank Melissa again for an awesome Richmond yes, weekend. We and had a great was, time. It was so much fun. And I just... It's all good and good fun. Yeah. 
we had a great everything time. Everything was perfect, absolutely perfect. And even though our server was uh, a mess, we got some really good laughs out of it. We did, and good food, so yeah. good times. So, and the truth is, if you can't laugh about the stresses of life, then uh, you're going to have a rough trip. So, stay tuned for next week. It was deep. I know, I'm profound. Gosh, it was deep. Can I put that on a? We'll make t-shirts. Sticker t-shirt, yeah. We'll make t-shirts, okay. okay. Yeah, so stay tuned for next week when we'll have the next episode of The Trip. And with that, trip out. So. What are we, we doing, Tess? We spent the evening dining downtown Richmond in this historic place called Shaco Bottom. And this spurred on a very... I need to know where the word Shaco, Shaco came from, Shaco Bottom. I cannot out. sleep until I figure out where Shaco Bottom came from. There's Shaco Bottom and there's Shaco Slip. Shaco Slip must be a little up a piece from Shaco Bottom. Shaco, Shaco.